I'm I'm going to predict right now that you will also have three times growth in 2022, and we'll see if I was right next year. This is digital marketing. Hey, it's Marky Grass here, and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. So that means that you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. It might sound too good to be true, but trust me, it works. The CEO, Adam Robinson, is brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5X your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. That's getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. Hey guys, welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm Mark DeGrasse, President of the Digital Marketer and host of our show. Today I have the owner of Blaze Digital Solutions, also a certified partner, EJ Saunders. He actually had 300% growth with his marketing agency during 2021. And so today we're going to be examining exactly how he did that. So welcome, EJ. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. So you did this presentation at our Certified Partner Training Day. I figured today we could kind of talk about kind of when you getting started at the beginning of the year and, and just what led to that three times growth, because I think that's that's an incredible stat. So why don't we just start off? Tell us about Blaze Digital and kind of how you started off this year. Yeah, so uh, Blaze Digital, we, we're, we kind of operate now as like a bolt-on marketing team for outdoor companies, more specifically into the hunting and fishing uh, industry. And at the beginning of this year, it was, it was me and an assistant. And the big thing when I started was to try to just stay niched. And so all of 2020, it was mainly just me kind of cranking along. And so with my, I had a goal of trying to get 10 people uh, to work for me. And, and in order to do that, there was certain revenue marks I had to hit as I kind of brought things on. So a lot of this was really kind of backward planned, I guess. But the one of the biggest things that, that really kind of led to to this is like the relationships that I've been able to build in, in the industry and then exploiting things like expos and um, those sorts of things. That's awesome. Well, I think that the key part of that, and, and this is something that we always talk about our, our certified partners about and everybody in general, is, is just picking that niche. I think once you have a niche, then you can pick events that you want to attend and you can really target an individual audience and, and make sure you're serving that one. So how, how did you come about kind of focusing on the, the outdoors? Hey, I don't know. It, it kind of fell into my lap a little bit. So the old agency I used to work for, um, when I left them, there was actually a few clients that uh, kind of followed me over and they were all within that realm. And so through 2020, I kind of captured through referrals and, and different things that way to kind of really start to build the foundational client base, which was all within that, the hunting space to be specific. And so that's where you just kind of realize like, Hey, I've got a little bit of a foothold. 
people kind of are starting to get to know me more in this industry. So let's just dive in and this industry as much as possible. And, and before too, I was just offering like one service, right? So when I started, it was one service, one industry, just to keep it, try to keep it as simple as possible and easy for people to understand like what it is I do. And then it kind of like built it, I added additional services and things like that kind of over time as we needed it to where we are now to where I have over pe- over 12 people working for me now. And so wow. we, we can we have all the aspects that we can hit with the email marketing, the social media management, the, the digital ads. And in my background, my background is really strong in web development and then digital ads. There's so in that order specifically. Uh, so I have a decent understanding of like what it is I need. And I've been super lucky to be able to find people that can execute on each of those things like really good. And so, yeah, I, I'm crossing my fingers. I, I can continue that luck stream of finding good people that really take it over the edge for clients and stuff. But that's kind of like a little, uh, I guess, roundabout story on that. That's awesome. Well, I think for, I mean, just for hiring, that's incredible that you were able to, to find <laughs> 12 good people. It's uh, hiring right now for any business owner is really tough. And yeah. well, even just having that objective, because I, when I had my agency, like I kind of tried to automate literally everything so I wouldn't have to hire. So it was the exact opposite approach of what you took. <laughs> but I think you, you probably had uh, previous management experience before you kind of decided on like, hey, you need 10 people to get where you want to get to with your business. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I am in the military. So there is a little bit of management experience in that realm or the corporate level, I, I would say that it relates to most, but then just working in the agencies previous. So I've worked in a couple different agencies and kind of mm-hmm. seen the inner workings of, of how those have, have worked in the past. And I know like nowadays, a lot of people, they're, they're like one man agencies where a lot mm-hmm. of it's either offshore or automated, things like that. And in, in the outdoor, that's the, the one thing that it's like important to understand is your avatar. Because in the outdoor space, in the hunting space specifically, the the people are very, very old school. And they love mm-hmm. face-to-face. They love being able to talk to someone. They love to be able to have that local interaction. And so having a team for that industry is is important, I think, for success. It, it, it makes them feel like we absolutely have their back. And it's not just me, but there's literally like 10 people behind me that's going to push things forward for them. And make mm-hmm. sure things get done and the communicate is huge for those people. And so, and that was the other reason why I kind of chose Expos as well, to be able to go up and shake people's hands and just start talking to them about their business. Um, and the most part, the coolest thing is like just going up to the booth, you know, on, on that. And I don't even have to, and most of the time you don't even have to pay to get into the Expos, right? You can just walk oh, wow. in, go booth to booth. Some Expos, yeah, you do have to pay, but there's a lot that, you know, and I'm lucky I'm kind of close to Vegas, right? And so there was one, we just literally went down to Vegas, walked into the expo. There was a client there. We just went and said hi. And then we went and just started visiting some other businesses. And we ended up walking away, you know, and closing. It was, it's going to be over a $60,000 deal by the time the year's, the year's done. Just with going and talking to somebody in person. And it, it gives people that warm, that feel goods. And, and you can really gauge the genuineness of people and stuff. And so really understanding your avatar, I think is like the most important thing. So, so you know, really what direction you, you need to take to make the biggest impact. 
No, that's fantastic. Well, and just unpacking that in terms of like the the in person, because I think everybody's kind of gotten away from that for the last couple of years, and but it's still completely necessary. Texas is in a hundred percent outdoors where we're at, but it, it's the exact same mentality yep. with all business owners here, where where they want to know the owner, they want to shake your hand and come into your shop and and know that you're there. And so that's, yeah, I, I can totally identify with that. And it, it's completely still necessary with a lot of industries because, well, one, for services like yours and, and marketing in general, like it's not cheap, right? And right. anybody you're going to be paying, you know, a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollars a month to, you're going to want to <laughs> shake their hand, keep an eye on them. Yep. And, and between that and I'm sure your, your own personal probably like and knowledge of the outdoor space is huge so it, yep. just in terms of the outdoor industry that you focus on is it mainly e-commerce products or what type of outdoors yeah i would say the e-commerce is probably i'd say hands down e-commerce yeah it's really so, so is that e-commerce companies in the, in the hunting space yeah so like mm-hmm. hunting camo we have this you know bow accessories and things like that that we kind of hope i've worked with holster companies in the past backpacks you know hunting packs bed rolls you know things of, of that nature where they're all direct to consumer but mostly all commerce e-commerce based we have, do have some that e-commerce but then they have a wholesale side to where they they get their stuff into retail locations and things like that and surprisingly that's still like a big thing and and there's and so it's not all e-commerce but for the most part it is but the crazy thing is that even the wholesale accounts and stuff there's a lot of digital digital aspects that help cultivate those relationships and get people to come back to order and things that we've been lucky to be able to have that experience with people because especially in the hunting world like a lot of the really old school and a lot of people are still trying to get into the cabela's they're trying to get into the, mm-hmm. the bass pro shops and then the the archery local archery shops and things like that you know the, there's a strategy to it, and a lot of people don't necessarily have that experience to be able to get in the door with those those people. And where we do, it's you know just a knowledge of the industry. It's just deeper knowledge of how the industry works, especially on the business side of things that, that makes it really. But that's really like a, another point on like why niches are so important. I think is because you can really dive deep and get to know that industry very, very, very well and serve your clients way beyond somebody that's more of a generalist. Nothing wrong with being a generalist agency, but when you're able to really dive into an industry and you can find some avenues for revenue and and especially for your clients, generalist agency would not even have a clue, would never even come upon just because it's their general, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and you just having that knowledge to be able to talk to your clients about it. I'm sure that's super impressive to be like, hey, if you want to go wholesale, here's exactly how I helped 12 different companies like yours do the same thing. And then not only gets you in the door, but keeps the clients happy. And if you land one of those big contracts, I, I actually, I worked for a fitness, a commercial fitness manufacturer at one point, and that was always the dream, getting into Costco or uh, Sears, it was Sears, it was a long time ago. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was always the dream. And it was always like, unless you have your, you know, chain set up perfectly, like I always, sometimes you just discourage the people from doing that where you're like, Hey, yeah. could you handle a hundred thousand unit order or... Right. Would that be too much? <laughs> right. And the volume is always exciting, but it's funny with small business owners because sometimes you have to coach them into, hey, let's look at your profit margin and, you know, should you be doing this? Or even can you do this? Could you double for wholesale and then double again for retail? Or 
How does it work? And I think that from a digital marketer standpoint, goes back into the the CVJ, the customer value journey. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Do you have, let's say you have one of your e-commerce clients, they have the wholesale component, but they also have the direct-to-consumer component. Do you mm-hmm. do two CVJs for that or do you keep it on the same one and kind of integrate it? No, we keep them separate. So, and in our minds too, it's completely separate avatars altogether. So, and that's oh, why nice. we keep the customer journey separate is because a wholesale customer is going to think very differently than a consumer, right? Just your typical consumer. And so different purchase drivers, different like fears, frustrations, wants, aspirations, all that is, is different. Some, there's some things that cross over, but for the most part is different, right? And so we just keep those separate um, all together. So when we just, in when a client comes on, we kind of look at, okay, what's going to make the biggest impact is wholesale something we should think about right now, like what you're kind yeah. of leading to, or should we just do direct consumer, build that up. And then as we have a solid marketing plan, because that's a, that's a big component on getting into some of these, you know, bigger retailers and stuff is, do you do you have a solid marketing plan that you're already doing? Because for a big retailer to come and buy a whole bunch of inventory, they want to make sure that people are going to come in and buy that. And mm-hmm. there's some awareness around that product. And that's solely going to be on the, the business's responsibility to make sure that's happening. And so, um, so there is some coaching there that kind of it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, let's build this up first. Let's get a solid customer base and then let's roll into here. Or some clients, they already have, when they come to us, they already have a solid uh, foothold in the wholesale. And so it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is something we need to really think about. Like, do we want to go down this route or do we want to hit more of the direct consumer? Sometimes we can do both, but we like to really focus on one and try to just keep it simple until we have it really dialed in. Then we kind of bring in the other one. No, that's, that's a super smart way to do it. Well, and I think for, we always talk about with the certified partners, just getting the client that quick win where it's like, Hey, yep. You want to get them some business right now. (laughs) So in that regard, what's been the most effective? Because you you talked about having multiple services now. Where did you start on your services? And then how did you kind of expand that list to to get your clients those those quick wins whenever you can? Yeah, so I started with digital ads because um, in my mind, that is like one of the quickest ways to get new people in the door and get purchases happening very quick, right? And a lot of times we've gone into some of these businesses, we started to work with them and they don't have an email list or they don't have some of these things kind of in place. And so otherwise, you know, it's like, Hey, let's start sending some more emails. You want more in- revenue? Send some more emails. But the, so digital ads is really where I honed in, had some strategies that I learned from DM and I learned from, from other people and then trial and error through working with, at the other agency that had a pretty good notion of like, if I run these certain types of campaigns and then roll in the retargeting, I can get a return. I can get a three to one return within 90 days. And so that was my whole pitch um, to begin with. And it, people really gravitated to that. And I was able to actually do it. <laughs> That's the other part is executing and actually being able to deliver on it. And then as I started doing that, it's it, I kind of already had, like right now I can, I can kind of operate like as a fractional CMO, being a certified partner, really executing on, on those strategies that you guys hand deliver to us, which is awesome. The, the big thing is delivering. And then I was looking on the bigger picture of like, okay, what else can we do to drive revenue? Like just ads alone isn't going to, to, you know, deliver these, these big, big results, which I was looking for, you know, because when I started my company, I wanted to help at least 10 businesses generate $10 million in revenue. 
within the next 10 years. And so I naturally just started thinking, okay, now we have to look at, you know, start looking at redesigning your homepage. Let's look at redesigning or, you know, your emails, making sure we have the right automation set up. So we have abandoned cart automations happening and things like that to help support the ads um, because ads is just one small component of the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's when I started building, you know, I had some, some contacts, some friends that kind of did those things. And so I kind of started leveraging them, maybe referring them off to, to those people. And I started white labeling different stuff, kind of, I think what a lot of what you uh, probably did in your agency as well, just kind of started bringing things on as they needed. And then over time, it just made more sense just to kind of bring a lot of those things in house, have people and have more control of the strategy because to, to help people scale to, to that level, at least like you have to, I, I feel like the more con- in control of the customer journey and the more in control of that whole process that we have, the more we're able to, to kind of put things in our favor and to make things mm-hmm. happen that way. So that was the whole idea. And then, now to where we are now and it's like holy crap i just hired a, the full-time content creator to be able to do videos and we got the email stuff figured out i got a, i got media buyers we got you know just brought on a new account manager it's going to kind of help a little bit with strategy and things like that and so yeah so that's kind of no, the that, roundabout way of, of answering with kind of like the evolution i guess well, I think that's a super smart way to do it because I think when you get a new client looking at what they actually have, do they have the email list? Do they have a website that's acceptable for me making sales? Are they going mainly wholesale? Like doing all those kind of like pre-assessment and then coming at them with the right services that are going to get them the biggest impact initially, but then also on the back end thinking about like, okay, now we got your ads rolling, looking good. Let's talk about the conversion rate. Let's talk about the abandoned carts, like you were saying. And then let's also talk about the branding and content component because I think I, I used to be a hundred percent content oriented where it was just like organic and viral. And that's, that's all I cared about. But then I found you do a few ad campaigns. And you're like, wow, that was, that was a lot faster <laughs> than <Yeah>. 12 <laughs> months of content to kind of get, get things moving. So, but that's super cool. How you, well, even how you said that you were white labeling some services from other agencies, but then once you kind of qualified them and said, okay, my clients need this, then you brought people in house to serve them with your unique style and, and operational yeah. systems. So I think that's, I mean, just such, you know, it's kind of funny because all the development you're talking about usually takes companies like, five years <laughs> if, they, <laughs> if they make it that far right? right but i think you you being part of those other agencies you probably saw some of the mistakes without having to you know spend money on them which is right super smart so let's talk about 2022 are you uh 3x again 10x this time or or what are you feeling <laughs> our our goal is to to hit a million dollars in revenue total for 2022 and so that would be uh that'd be a little bit a little bit over 3x, kind of the same growth, I guess, that we've experienced this last year. And so, yeah, that's that's our goal. And so if we can surpass that, we surpassed. My, my goal this year was to, to hit like 225 to 250. And we like beat that by over almost $100,000, um, wow. <laughs> which was kind of crazy. And cool. so if we can hit and that. And looking at the, the projections too with, with the strategy we've kind of put in place, with the things that we've kind of proven, um, especially on the, the second half of. Hey, Ryan Dice here. 
You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. Of 2021, there's a very good possibility we'll hit much probably one one five between one three and one five this next year if if things go you know super awesome and so that's kind of like i I would expect on the high end but a million dollars is really where we're where we're really focused on yeah that's awesome so do you think you could do that with the existing team or is that going to require another round of hiring we're hiring now so we're looking okay. at <laughs> Q1, we'll probably have to hire three. Some of these people wow. will be part-time. So it's not all mm-hmm. full-time people or whatever, but we're just kind of getting people in the door to kind of help offload some of the work from some of these. And then just really kind of creating somewhat of a management structure and people, you know, training, making sure everything kind of happens that way. And so, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it that I've learned. Yeah. I've learned in 2021 as far as that goes and the importance of systems. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, SOPs. <laughs> yep. Like it's crazy. But, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because even when you, you have your employees and you're saying, hey, here's the methodology, and it's kind of hard to get people to not skip steps <laughs> because you developed it a certain way. And I, I was explaining this to people. It's like, you're not going to understand why you're doing some of these steps, but there's a reason. It's not busy right. work. Do the stuff. <laughs> I will know if you don't. <laughs> yep. Because something down the line gets screwed up, or, you know, half the stuff is for analytics afterwards, right? Where you're going to assess and deal with performance evals yep. and whatnot. But no, that's that's huge. I think you, you've done a fantastic job this year. And I think a big component of that, of course, is certified partner with Digital Marketer. Yeah. <laughs> but then also you're hands down. Uh, Picking the niche. I mean, what advice would you give to other marketing agencies that are generalists and are scared to make that jump to picking a niche and really pursuing it? What would you say could get them to to move? I would say that you're going to have better quality clients. You're going to have access to better quality clients. And and really, you're going to make more money. At the end of the day, it might be a little bit of a dip initially as you kind of let some of the go, but you don't necessarily have to take a huge dip either. You can start just diving down an industry and then just kind of start letting other clients go as you start building that, that niche up in, in your client base. And so that's the approach I've kind of really taken as far as like escalating. So like when I started, I was only charging people like $500 a month minimum. Mm -hmm. Like that's crazy. And now it's like, up to five thousand, four to five thousand dollars a month. It's a very, very different spread. 
right? And so you'll be able to do that if you niche down. And so higher quality clients, there's more money. You can charge more money when you specialize in an industry. More people are more, way more willing to spend money on somebody who knows their industry better than they do. Like mm-hmm. that is for sure true. And I've proven it this last, this last year, oh, yeah. even with the current clients being like, Hey, you know, I'm doing this new service to where we're really going to start looking at the entire picture to really kind of push you. And we're going to double your revenue in 12 months or less. There's been no flack. They're wow. like, no, this all makes well, sense. Even for the, well, even for the cost for anybody who has an agency, those, those super low paying clients are usually the most work, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's almost like you have to charge that much money to be able to serve more people because yep. charging that bare minimum, like those people, even those people are going to be reaching for it. Like, ah, oh, $500 is a lot of money. And you're like, ah, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, it really uh, isn't. <laughs> well, a lot of people saddle the the marketing agency or the, or the marketer they hire with like, we're not growing at your fault instead of, yeah. um, you know, kind of looking at the business. But I think that the customer value journey shines a light on a lot of the failures of the business where you're not failures, but yeah, just th- things that you need to improve where it's like, hey, we could generate these ads and they could be the best ads in the world and you could get a ton of traffic. But if your you know, product isn't there, if your customer service isn't, you know, delivery isn't there, then none of these ads matter and you are just throwing your stuff away. So I think for anybody who wants that system instead and just stop being blamed for, <laughs> for the business yep. not making money. If you go through that, that's just step one. So is that kind of like in terms of your new client onboarding, do you start with the customer avatar or do you you know, go straight yeah. to the CBJ or. Yeah. So that's kind of really the first, the first step is identifying which avatar we want to focus on, whether if it's one or if they identify if they have multiple and then really honing in and saying, okay, what does this person look like? What's you know, your ideal customer look like within this avatar? And then, and then from there we go to the customer journey and then build the growth scorecard. And then after that, we just start to optimize. And so with, with being a certified partner, you know, you get like these awesome tools um, it's kind of like a plug and play, which makes things like super easy. And if, um, you know, at, at the partner day, I kind of showed a screenshot where, you know, you still saw the growth between 21 and 22, right? It was kind of going, and then all of a sudden I, I became a certified partner. And a month later, it was like a straight spike upward as far as revenue goes. That was solely a big part of that was because of the, the tools and the things that the certified partner brings that's enabled me to charge a whole lot more because I'm bringing a whole lot more value to the table. And, and so that's definitely a huge tribute to the certified partner program for sure. Well, that, that kind of stuff, that's what sold me on digital market itself was actually the, the frameworks because it's not, you see a bunch of frameworks online of, hey, here's how to run your agency. But in terms of digital marketer, it's been kind of developed over 11 years and yep. thousands and thousands of people have used it. And so it's something you could trust. And I think just coming in with that confidence, like, Hey, a bunch of people have done this. It's made them so much money. And now I can just plug it in and be confident that's going to work. It makes a big difference. But I think just the entire strategy component, you know, in terms of walking in the door to, or walking in an expo floor, which is incredible, by the way, yeah. <laughs> that you can walk into an expo <laughs> and walk out with a handful of clients. That's, that's incredible. So let's talk about that. Like what, what's your pitch when you walk up to, you know, somebody at an expo, they kind of fit what you do. How do you kind of break the ice? 
So, I mean, the big thing is really just focusing on, so I'll go up, start looking at the products they're selling. Uh, Cause that's really a big thing for me too, is start qualifying. Hey, these cool products, am I able to run ads for them? Or I start immediately start thinking of like the strategy behind like making more sales or sales with this specific product and start asking questions. Hey, is this made in the U S is it outsourced? Do they, maybe is it all handmade stuff? Cause uh, there's some stuff, a lot of stuff in the hunting space that they hand make knives and they hand make a lot of, cool things like mm. that little accessories you know leather work stuff like that and so i just start asking a lot of questions about you know how the business is doing and just make it really just all about them a lot of times sometimes i will buy the product as well just so that i'm like hey i'm not just wasting your time asking all these questions a little bit um because if I do think it's a cool product, I'm just going to buy it anyways, right? But then I just start thinking, just kind of having that conversation with them. They naturally want to know, well, what do you do? Like, what? Do you, I don't know why why that is. It's some kind of psychology thing where if you're asking somebody a whole bunch of questions about them, about their business, how mm. things are going, how, how do they make their product, things like that. They are going to be like, so what do you do? Oh. And, and that's when <laughs> I start being like, yeah, thanks for asking. I'm actually, you know, I own a digital marketing agency. And you would think that people are going to be like, oh, you're just going to try to sell me something or whatever. It's been the opposite of being like, oh, really? Like, I actually need help with that, you know? Can, can we get together? Can, you know, I get your contact information. Can we, you know, Cowboy Christmas is a great example. We had somebody that was like, Hey, you know, it's, it's a 10 day expo, right? So it's a long time, but they were like, Hey, I, I can step away at any point. Just let me know when a good time is for you during the expo. And we can sit down and wow. kind of discuss what you guys, if you guys can help me or not. So there's been a lot of that, that interaction. I understand that's not going to be the case for, for everybody, but I, I think, I do think that the more you can focus on them and what they're doing and how they're doing and the, you know, the better opportunity you're going to have to the less, the less pressure to, to, mm-hmm. to discuss what you even do, because they're going to start asking you the questions. And when they start asking you the questions, it's like no pressure. It's like, yeah, right. yeah this is, this is what I do. I'm not here to, to sell you. I'm just genuinely curious about you, you know? And so that's really the approach we've taken. I've kind of had a little bit of experience with door-to-door sales and things like that in the past. So I don't know. If that's, that's way worse. Than yeah. Going to an expo. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I've done that too. It is. There's some techniques and different things that you kind of build, you know, on with that, that I think has probably helped me a little bit with having the confidence just to, just to go up and start talking to people, but anybody can do it. And, you know, expos are there for that reason. In, in my opinion is for the businesses to start interacting with their potential customer base. And so that is really our approach with that. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I think that kind of client first mentality, but also you go up to products that you're interested in personally and you know a lot about, because I think in terms of talking to clients, you know, if you're able to, to ask questions that only somebody who knew or cared about the product would ask, that's what you're already qualifying yourself. And they know that because I, yep. you always see entrepreneurs or, or small business owners light up when you obviously understand what they do and you could kind of you know, show that understanding by showing interest in them. So, and then, then turning it back around to like, what do you do by the way? That's a fantastic approach. So is it, is it mainly you, like you're doing most of the sales or is it, do you kind of have a few people that know the the system? It has been me and I'm still kind of a part of that process, but I do, I have some people now, like I have a salesperson now that kind of is going to be, that's helping doing a lot of that as well. That's awesome. 
Well, I think, and I always say, you know, the business owner, nobody cares about your business more than you do. And so nobody's going to be able to sell like you do. So, you know, you you could, you could have a hundred million dollar business and still be going on, on sales calls just because why wouldn't you? (laughs) You Right. And well, and it connects you with both the audience and your potential customers because you know it and they know you know it. You know, a lot of people don't realize that about some of the biggest brands, but you know, Bezos with Amazon, like he was selling books, you know, right. or Bill Gates was actually, you know, working, you know, 200 hours a week doing code. Well, I think that's that's a ton of awesome info. And I think you're, you're a, a real inspiration for the Certified Partner community. But then I think any agency owner who's you know, struggling or plateauing or thinking that there's no way to grow because every every new client is so much more work. I think you've kind of proven that, you know, if you have the systems in place, the frameworks, and you have the experience for hiring people and going through the process of, of getting people on board to help you execute your, you know, existing systems, I think you, you've proven it. And three times growth is fantastic. I'm, I'm going to predict right now that you will also have three times growth in 2022. And we'll see if I was right next year, right? Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think if anybody wants to contact you personally or just find out more about Blaze, where, where can they get info? Yeah, blazedigitalsolutions.com. Uh, my email is ej at blazedigitalsolutions.com. You can send me an email if you have any questions, and then you can go from there. That's awesome. Well, and anybody listening that has an outdoor shop and is looking for a marketer that knows their stuff, you need to contact Blaze and EJ because he will get it done for you. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Tune back in several times a week. We're, we're kicking these episodes out all the time. And if you're interested in being on the show, also contact us. We, we are looking for new people to talk to all the time. So once more, thank you, EJ, for coming on. And we really appreciate you being part of the digital marketer community. Hey, DM listeners. If you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up. Because Digital Marketer just released our Canva Holiday Promo Pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The Promo Pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.